Alright Raiders, Laura Gargar here, also known as Reduction Raider. How you all doing? Uh, hope you've had a good week. So our next guest is Justin Bieber. Alright, he's not Justin Bieber, but he definitely has got that yummy, 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 yummy. Well, however the song goes. So without further ado, let's welcome him on. Yes. Can you start by telling us a bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. So uh, my name's Callum. Um, I'm the owner of Yumfu, which is uh, plant-based nutrition. Um, so basically, me, in a nutshell, I am a plant-based nutritionist or a vegan nutritionist, however you really want to say it, um, e- either or. Um, so basically, I just kind of help people in, um, in general create healthier lifestyles or create and achieve certain goals on a plant-based lifestyle so for many people i work with it's um somebody on a very omnivorous um lifestyle um very meaty and what they want to kind of change over to a plant-based vegan lifestyle for whatever reason some some people watch documentaries some people have kind of just had enough don't like the flavor of meat anymore i'm just like oh i want to try this uh, there's many different reasons, and I just help them lead them down the path onto a plant-based lifestyle um, as easiest and healthily as I can. Which um, so I kind of skip the whole um, obviously processed vegan foods and go into a completely whole foods plant-based diet. Um, that's not just all I do. That that's just one of the like um, things I do. So um, the transition is one. Um, the next is uh, sustainable and just plant-based weight loss, as well as helping bodybuilders and athletes achieve their uh, achieve their goal and um, live life to their fullest potential. And so I've got to ask, where did the name Yumfu come from? I get asked this so much. And you know what? There's no rhyme or reason behind it whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I... I so I, I I'm not actually too so I'm not actually too sure the full story behind it. I know last year when I was creating the brand, I was playing around with a lot of different kind of words, words just kind of slicing and splicing, sticking things together and see what worked. And I can't remember how Yumfu came about, but the only way I can kind of maybe kind of memorize it maybe is the word yummy and tofu, and <laughs> and just putting those two together and. I'm not too sure if that is actually the way, like the actual answer behind it, but that's how I remember it being. <laughs> See, I was thinking it's like kung fu. Oh, <laughs> I've also had, I've, I have had people ask me that before as well. There's, um, yes, I've got, I've got one person that um, memorizes me or the, my, uh, my brand name with uh, ninjas. <laughs> plant-based ninjas <laughs> exactly and it's it, literally as soon as i heard that i was laughing my head off it, it made so much sense but yeah no so many people see it in different ways but yeah i think in my head it was always yummy and tofu whereas so many people see it other ways but to be fair it's just yeah it's just a uh completely made up well i think it's just what one, one of on the spot kind of yeah that sounds good because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i think there's a lot of people that use obviously like when when on doing like a nutrition brand so many people use their own name which i'm like oh yeah like but my name can probably get lost in that kind of thing so i was like i wanted to stick out slightly 
<laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, Callum Foo doesn't really work as well, does it? <laughs> exactly. Like even even with my second name, my second name is Weir, and Weir Foods doesn't go. I can make it Weird Foods, but they're yeah. not really just. <laughs> <laughs> And so talking of weird foods, what's your current relationship like with food? Current relationship with food? I have been the healthiest that I have ever have been with my food. Um, I, uh, for it's like, I eat a whole foods plant-based diet. Obviously, I'm not a monster. Once in a while, I will eat like a burger or something. Um, obviously, a vegan burger. Um, but my whole perception of food has changed, I'd say, in the last three years three, four years from what it was. Um, I, I now eat predominantly, I, I, I will make sure I get every vitamin, mineral, um, protein, carb, everything my body needs to thrive. And I've never felt so good. Um, myself, it's just, ever since I've kind of, ever since I've learned nutrition, ever since I put that nutrition into action, and uh, like once you kind of fill your body with that right nutrients as such, you can really tell the difference within your body. And it's kind of like, for years and years, I thought I felt fine. Um, I felt I was just kind of living my best life, um, feeling the best I could. And then obviously realized once finding out about nutrition and feeding feeding that food as much as I could, uh, feeding my body as much as I could, that what I was feeling was utter rubbish. But now because obviously I've I fed it with minerals and stuff. Now I feel absolutely kind of on top of the world, which is completely different to what I ever imagined I ever would do just by eating. It's weird how if you nourish your body properly, it's kind of the best and most active and happiest thing possible. It's just, it's just incredible. And I, I don't think I would ever go back now because obviously how good I feel now, like I don't think I, I could probably get, I could, I could probably feel better than I do through the food I'm eating. Um, but if I went back to now, just the eating kind of like the processed junk I was beforehand, I feel like I would probably, you know, kind of fall off that bandwagon feeling awful again. It just wouldn't be worth it. So, yeah, no, my, my relationship with food these days is, I don't, I don't know the word, like, I don't know what the word is for it, really. Just, just health. Yum it's, food? It's, it's just yum food. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's just it's just weird like it's it's one of those things that unless you unless you try it out and know about it like then you don't really know how your body's feeling if you're just so used to something after how many years like what 20 years or so like I felt like I was fine but clearly I wasn't it was just the food I was eating add minerals to that add vitamins to that um add obviously the nutrition you need and you, you will see a world of difference well I mean you've about sort of the difference between your current relationship and your past relationship to food but I mean can you speak a bit more to that I'm like, curious as to um how long you've been vegan sort of what prompted the shift yeah absolutely so um I'm not actually too sure how how long I actually have been now it just seems kind of it's always been there like I know it's a, it's, it's a few years I wouldn't know the exact date or how many years there's been a pandemic now. I can't remember what day it is. Um, <laughs> I'd say I'd say it's a, it's a few years. Um, I, I I probably should have kind of you know set that date. You know, kind of like so most people have that vegan anniversary that they have, and I, I don't seem to have that because I don't know when it was. <laughs> yeah, well, mine mine's always really 
be January. So um, started on the 1st of January. So, uh, yeah, so mine's always a really easy one to remember. Oh, yeah, no, that's an amazing one. That's, that's the thing. I do wish I kind of did it on like a big January or something because it would just be that kind of, oh, it's New Year's Day. I was vegan today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, I, the reason I went, so basically like years and years ago, um, this was back when I was in college. So so this is going on maybe 12 years ago. I'm going on 20, I'm just on, I'm going on 29 now. So yeah, this is about 12 years ago. And I tried dabbling in a vegetarian lifestyle because I, I knew what was happening to animals. And this is my main reason for it. My main reason for going vegan wasn't for health at all. Um, it, w- it was for animals. Um, even if it was the unhealthiest thing to ever do, I probably still would have done it because I cared more about what I was doing towards, or I, I felt bad about what I was funding um, more than I cared about my health, to be fair. Um, so I, I knew what was happening, and I, um, I dabbled in vegetarian lifestyle for, I'd say it's about a, uh, a year or so. But back then, there wasn't anything about, um, <laughs> if you went to a restaurant or anything like that, you were looking for a, uh, you're looking for a side salad or a plate of chips. That's all it was, really. And um, obviously, when you're in, in the supermarket or wherever, it was mainly um, like corn. There wasn't really any kind of alternative. So um, that vegetarian lifestyle very, very quickly phased out. And I went back to eating meat completely. Um, and then I was in that kind of, I, I was hanging out. I, I was hanging around with a little, uh, uh, quite a few, um, you know, those kind of gym guys back in the day. Go to the gym quite a lot. And obviously, I took their nutrition advice. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you, you, need, uh, you need meat and all this to uh, thrive and obviously build muscle. So obviously, I started just kind of eating and eating and just kind of, I was in this kind of rut of just eating the same thing every day. Um, this was like chicken, this was like steaks. It, it wasn't great. I didn't feel great. <laughs> I can tell you that after that. And then I think it was like, um, yeah, coming back up to like the last three, four years or such. Um, I then kind of, I watched a few documentaries, as you do. I think everybody does. Um, maybe, maybe like that like cowspiracy, uh, fork over knives. And you kind of realise that what you're doing, not towards your health as such, but like the planet and the environment and the animals is very detrimental. And there's going to be such an impact in the future generations if obviously we don't stop doing what we're doing now. And this this is everything from like obviously just like this is food, this is kind of just waste in general, just just pollution. Everything that we're doing now is really, really just kind of having a knockoff effect, a knockoff um, knock uh, knock on effect to future generations. And I don't want to be part of that. Obviously, you can't obviously stop everything you're doing because then you wouldn't be living as such like it's not like you can uh what's it called like at, at, at the moment like if, if i could i would live without a car but at the moment i can't so that's obviously a knock-on effect at some point but back to the veganism but so obviously i see um i saw all these documentaries about obviously the cows and the, the chickens and obviously how dairy was and then i was like you know what i'm gonna go vegetarian again and obviously there, there was these new uh there was all these new alternatives. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing anything or this kind of thing. And then obviously you kind of delve a bit deeper into it. And then you're kind of like, oh, you know what? I probably should give up uh, 
probably should give up meat. Uh, no, I should give up like these bits and go like full vegan. But I think every vegan says they're never going to go vegan at one point. Everybody was like that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just kind of took a bit more prompting and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try it out. And ever since, I, it was kind of like an overnight decision. And ever since, I've, uh, I've been completely vegan. Well, do you know what? Actually, you are the first um, vegan guy on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, it just came to me actually as you were talking and I mean there's been less men on the show than obviously women um quite sure why I mean <laughs> I'm saying I'm not quite sure why it's a guess but... <laughs> 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 I'm responsible for that you're gonna have to talk to HR about that you know <laughs> <laughs> Completely, who's making the decisions around it? Um, but I do wonder whether it's sort of, um, I just, I, I suppose, like, I mean, I guess I'm just sort of thinking anecdotally, but it's, it's felt like for a long time, I suppose, women have um, occupied the wellness thing. So I guess maybe, like, I'm sort of thinking, uh, um, in terms of sustainability movement and health and wellness and animal rights, it does sort of feel very female heavy. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally understand where you come from that one. Where, where you come from with that one. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think it's such, it, it, it's such a bad thing to say, but there's such a toxicness around uh, masculinity and when it comes to eating. Yes. Yes. It's um, and actually, I sort of, I was trying to think. I don't think I know any. Um, I don't think I've, I've got any men in my personal life that are um, vegan. I would sort of say, like coming across guys that are vegan, curious. Um, but yeah, it made me think when you were talking about being in the gym and sort of having guys like. Thank you, you know, you need to be eating meat. And at that point, your lifestyle was very much like um, sort of meat and two Um I mean, do you feel that sort of changing now? I, I do. I do feel it changing. And I think the main reason it's changing is there's more information out there. So people can't just kind of have this biased look because they've only been told one side of the story. Um, that I'm guessing you may have seen the film Game Changers. I feel, I, feel, I feel like that's changed a lot of people's perspectives because they, they then realise that what they have been told their whole entire life is utter rubbish. Um, that you, you don't have to get your protein from just like, let's say, meat or uh, well, meat or just kind of like milk and stuff like that. It's just, it's just not true. It's ridiculous. And obviously, I think everybody falls into that. If, you, if you've only known that from birth and you've only been taught that, that you're always going to think that until someone tells you different. And by that time, let's say you're going on 40, you're not going to change your mindset. A lot of people won't change their mindset because they've been doing it for so long in their life that being told otherwise, and they've been told something is wrong. Like, for instance, um, people are so disconnected from how our food is created that um, when you then end up showing them they don't want to know about it because it means that they might that, 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 that their conscious might kick in and then they might want to change something about it. 
So they then seem to kind of drift away from that and just kind of ignore the fact. And I feel like if you've been eating meat for like 40, 50 years, they don't want to realise what they've been doing for the 40, 50, 50 years to the environment, to animals, and, and they just kind of disregard any information, um, no matter who it's from, even if it's from like a doctor, um, even if it's from uh, like, you know, like an activist or something like that, or somebody just being informative about a plant-based or vegan diet, because it's something that they don't want to change they won't look into it whatsoever because they, they think they're going to be missing out on something. They think they're going to, give, going to give up on a life they've been living for so long. And I think this is where things are starting to change now. And I guess as well, it's, um, I suppose veganism is growing. Um, people are more conscious, sustainable. You know, it's almost it almost sort of feels like these are new, like these are like sort of the new trendies as well. And, um, and I wonder whether maybe that sort of pulling more guys in as well, because I, I guess maybe sort of historically, you know, women are sort of associated with nurture and care. And, you know, and maybe that's why they've sort of occupied wellness in a way. Um, and obviously there's sort of been quite a big fixation on women and their bodies and but I guess it's almost like you said with like the film like Game Changer, it's almost sort of becoming uh, more and more trendy for guys um, to in vegan diets and talking out about sustainability. Yeah, that, that 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 it does seem to be going that way. But then again, when that does happen, I do also have issues with that. Um, not, not the fact that people are trying a vegan lifestyle or. Uh, going on a plant-based diet because they've seen game changers is great because obviously they are helping the environment but then people seem to because they, they watch that and they do it for the health reasons they kind of disregard everything that it was about in the first place um, because obviously veganism was a movement to kind of obviously help uh, uh, just spread compassion to animals. You don't need to hurt animals, all those kind of things. And I feel that does get lost in translation when you do watch those films. Although they're amazing and they're helpful, um, it the, the kind of the actual true meaning of veganism does seem to it does seem to get lost these days as well. And it does seem to have turned into a um, a fad that people keep jumping in and out of. Which that that is the one thing that really kind of as much as I, I, I love seeing it go the way it is, it's just, it's, it's always the same big brands that actually have no care. Um, no care towards the actual environment. Anyway, just jumping onto a bandwagon and being like, yeah, this is great. You should, um, we're, we're going to create this, like, let's say this new vegan chocolate bar. Yes, it's great because obviously you're opening your, uh, your company to a wider audience, but they're making a profit for something when they're still, like for instance, KFC. Um, they released that vegan burger and vegans will go there and it's a great stepping stone um, a great stepping stone into a, a vegan lifestyle because you're like oh it's really tasty it's incredible but at the same time you're still supporting that business and I think these things kind of get lost in translation and then it's just it, it becomes all about health which for me health is the main priority here for Yumfu but I feel like I think things like the animal or the animal activism or that or the animal rights gets lost because of the health conscious bit. 
and it sounds like for you like sort of with Yumfu you know you're very much helping your clients um you know some of them to achieve a plant-based vegan diet or sort of access that for the first time sort of promoting health ease but it sounds like use of um the animal welfare the ethics the sustainability is really important oh absolutely i think if you right if you put my like me myself and my company into two different baskets they wouldn't fit together although they're, they're, they're kind of two different personas me i went vegan for the animals um and then it was just by chance that the health came second because it was just it, it just came naturally um as it does you kind of find out a bit more and more about like things that are happening what you can do to kind of get healthier obviously it didn't happen to everyone but yum food is completely about health and myself is completely about the animals but so what what, what like what wherever you meet me if you were to meet me at like obviously my workplace it'll be like health 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 you were to meet me out on the street it'd be kind of like animals 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 and i i don't at, at the moment for my company i don't see how i can um coincide those two things together at the moment because people are coming to me for um nutrition advice but they don't they, they but they don't care but the, the normally a lot of them don't care why they've gone there in the first place they just want to get healthier so when you start adding the animal or the animal agriculture and all that into it, um, people do tend to switch up as well. So it's kind of, I've had to keep the two things separate, which is upsetting that I've had to keep it separate, but because I'd like to have those two things put uh, like together, coincided, working alongside each other, but they don't. But I wonder maybe, because I guess sort of when I'm thinking, when I um, sort of started becoming interested in... Um, sort of giving up me and veganism I you know I guess sort of when I think back a lot of it probably was sort of promoted around um health and well-being I'm an avid runner you know so I'd find myself like listening to um podcasts like vegan like um oh, what are they called like meat free athletes I think they're called and um oh, yeah I've heard it yeah yeah I've heard it. yeah meat free athletes or plant-based athletes yeah, I think they're the meat free athletes. Um, but yeah, I'd listen to like them and like sort of um, a bit of a fangirl of Rich Roll, his podcast. And, you know, so I suppose, I guess initially, primary interest was sort of around um, running, health, well being. And I guess, you know, when I sort of. Veganism, um, like you say, you know, it's not just about diet, it's a lifestyle, you know, and you have to sort of make changes like um what products are you using, what clothes are you wearing? And um and then I guess with time, that's when I sort of became more concerned about animal welfare. Not that I was unconcerned, but I think it just sort of raised into priority to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I think I think when you do go down that route, let's say you do go on a plant-based lifestyle, um, or, or or you go towards that plant-based route, over time you start like because you're if you hang around with people that are eating the same lifestyle as you, or just leading the lifestyle, eating the same kind of food, you start to then delve into that world, and that's when you start to find out more. And I think that's how it worked for me because obviously it works it works different ways for different people. Some people go in completely for diet, and they find out about find out about the animal side afterwards 
whereas a lot of people go in from the animal side and find out a health afterwards. And just that was literally how it worked for me. So it's kind of, I was very interested in the animals. That's why I gave it up. And then the health came afterwards. So I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is incredible. I, I can get all my nutrients. I can do all of this. And I can actually um, have a better athletic ability than I ever have done before. And that came secondly. And that was just kind of, but like, to be fair, even if that stuff didn't obviously coincide with it if the, even if it wasn't healthy i still i still would have done it um but it's good though they, they, they can over time kind of overlap and that, that is a good thing to that is one of the good thing that i am seeing i am seeing it but it's, it's one of those slow it's one of those slow processes i think yeah and perhaps that's sort of the frustration because um you know i know for me it's like right i've gone vegan i want everybody to be vegan <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you get you go you get for the angry stage don't you i think everybody gets angry stage. like <laughs> i was like just turn just go but uh, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. And, it's an, and then you end up being that really preachy anno- annoying person which i realized i was for a few months and then I, it, it started to calm down a bit <laughs> and so i mean in terms of sort of food waste what do you do well food waste like there's literally lack of food waste in my house nowadays. Um, mainly because mainly because I'm not buying. So for me, I'm not buying processed things. Um, apart from once in a while. So if I am, they they will probably be in the freezer, or whatever like that. When it comes to actual food, I'm buying whole food. Like I'm buying whole food. So you know, you go down the aisle, you get your broccoli, you get that thing. And because with a whole food site, you can kind of eat as much as you want, and it's not really going to affect you. <laughs> like because they're, they're, they're so calorie dense that I'm literally chopping up every single different thing so let's say I buy like an array of like let's say 30 to 40 fruits and vegetables a week I will then just mix and match things stick it in and just kind of create little, little new concepted meals and just see what works and because I'm being creative with that food I'm just seeing what works and using like let's say for instance a stir fry, probably the worst. It's probably the worst thing to use in the stir fry. But I'm going to use it because I think everybody assumes vegans when you eat stir fries. Um, <laughs> but when you when you create something like that, you are literally just sticking everything, everything in there um, from whatever you can find, and it's just that, that kind of experimentation. So by the time you've been experimenting with all these foods, you then realise that you don't really have much left. Um, Apart from, obviously, you know, sometimes you can really screw up a dinner and it tastes revolting. That's the only time I waste food now. Um, anything like, you know, uh, you know, like broccoli stems and stuff like that. Um, waste-wise, I, we compost. We compost everything. We, um, we, we, we compost as much, apart from onion skins, and because you can't really compost onion skins. Um, I'm not only, only too sure of the reason why now. I think it's because what's going on inside doesn't like it. So, whatever, if there is any waste at all, it's being used as a resource. It's not going into, not going into the obviously the the rubbish bins, anything like that. Um, and I, I think that, that that's the that's the my main priority is making sure that there's such a such a lack of waste. Obviously, some things you can't help, like you know, like. Uh, at the moment, uh, like through the pand- pandemic, for some reason they're sticking plastic wrappers and broccolis. I get why, and that that is the only reason I would have had waste was um, 
probably too low, plastic wrappers. Um, but I will go out and I'll make every effort to get everything I can not in plastic. Um, and that way I'm not, I'm not endangering the environment. I'm not adding more plastic and unnecessary waste to the environment at all. I'm just being as sustainable as I can be. So you're the sort of person, um, what do they call it? They call it complete it when you sort of eat the whole vegetable then. So you're sticking the oh, broccoli. Yeah. The bro- people bro- think I'm weird. <laughs> people, people, because so I, I rent like, with, like let, let's say you go for an apple. I will devour that. I will eat the seeds. I will yeah. eat everything until <laughs> it's literally the stalk. Like I, by the end, there's literally just literally the stick left. Nothing else. I, I eat whole apples, and I'll eat the quarter seeds a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, it's, it's tasty. But people see that they're like, what, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Look at how much you're wasting. Come on, like, <laughs> there's more there. There is more there." <laughs> yeah, no. but, but when it when it comes to like the rest of food, I will everything will go. And obviously, like the the overlaying skin that you get from like a spring onion or something will go in the bin. But obviously, that's full of like when it's being grown, it has got pesticides on it. So I don't really want I don't want that in my body in the first place. The pesticides, um, or I I will try get them off as much as I can. If it's like a potato or something, I will wash everything. But for, unless it's kind of those minuscule bits of waste that I can't really do anything with, if I can't compost it and I can't eat it, it will it will go in the waste. But that's very a very minuscule amount. Even like the giant broccoli stem, I I eat that still. I will just grate it up. I will use it. I, I'll put it as like a broccoli fritter. Oh no, nice. that's sure amazing. Using yeah, sweet, but like yeah, grating sweet potato, grating broccoli, and like mixing it all together and frying it up, like. You've got, there's, there's so much more, like, the bits that people waste, which I've realised, is things like that, like, you know, like the broccoli stem or, like, the cauliflower stem, bits like that. They're the most nutritious parts of the food. Don't waste them. So how would you do, like, um, a broccoli fritter, then? So if somebody wanted to use their, like, broccoli stalk in a fritter, how would you do that? Oh, so basically, um, you, you, obviously, the stem that you got, you uh, obviously cut the very, very end bit off. And then kind of just kind of grate like as you would a cheese grater. Um just do that and the sweet potato itself. And then find your kind of repla- like replacement for like an egg as such, because obviously this is a binding agent. Um obviously a bit like oh cut cut some onions also, stick that in there, stick a bit of garlic in there, uh throw some spices together, your like kind of egg replacement or just kind of binding agent, and just oh a bit of flour as well. And fry that up find it until it's completely crispy on each side. A bit of lemon juice on top, and uh, yeah, that's you, you've you've got a little fritter. It's easy, zero waste. And if you really want, you know, sweet potato, keep the skin on. It gives it a bit more taste. I'm gonna have to give that a go. It's it's well uh, worth it. I've got um, aquafaba. I've got chicken. Freezer, so I keep it in the freezer, and I'm gonna have to defrost that. I think use that as my binding agent, and give these fritters a go. That's another thing that people waste so much is chickpea water, and obviously, it is it is only new news? I think I think it is new news that you can do so many things with it, but uh, people didn't know that. But like, that, that is one thing that people seem to just kind of like tip away down the sink. I'm like, don't waste it. There's no need that you can do so many things with it. More of when it comes to food waste. To be fair, I from what like I'd like to kind of 
grow everything myself. Nice. Um, obviously, that's kind of hard in a climate like this. Um, obviously, we're in England, aren't we? So it's, <laughs> we don't have a great climate for our food. <laughs> like unless you're unless you're growing like spinach and broccoli and kind of bit of like courgettes and things like the more exotic foods um we can't really get over here so i'd like to be able to kind of grow everything myself and kind of have a fully sustainable garden and that is one thing i i am i have looked into but it's also one of those things that it's a lot of upkeep and it like obviously you're you're spending a lot of your time kind of out there making sure everything's okay and obviously knowing how to actually grow things because obviously everything's a hit and miss trial so i might be growing something for like i don't know how long a potato takes um <laughs> it might never grow <laughs> so, but that, that, that's kind of how i want to see it going so kind of like sustain sustainable uh eating what i can then composting the rest waiting for that to turn into compost then kind of putting that back into the garden to grow more vegetables that way you're cutting out like the middleman of the shop me going and uh, spending well for one spending money i'd have more money afterwards um <laughs> but two obviously you're you're cutting down on that plastic you're cutting down on um you're that's if it's got plastic on it you're also cutting down on like mileage miles on food as well because some things are picked in let's say like spain or that they're picked in like um like scotland or wherever it, it doesn't matter where it's picked like the first kind of three, four hours after you pick something, the nutrients starts to rinse out of it. So having the the, the, more, the most nutritious food I can, but having it kind of readily available and it's sustainable and it's kind of self-sustaining instead of kind of, and that, that way I think that's the only way I could probably reduce waste to the best of my ability is to get rid of anything that I don't need, which is the plastic that is going to the shop, that is obviously even driving to the shop as such, but you're still obviously creating a fuel, you're, you're, you're creating like a, um, a carbon footprint as well with that. So each, each one of those things will reduce things over time. And I, and I feel like if I can compost, if I can, I can get a self-sustaining garden, then there'll be no need for me to kind of pay into this anymore. You turned your hand to growing anything yet? I've I've grown some herbs. <laughs> oh no, I've grown I've grown some spinach. I actually brought um actually I've got a packet over there. I can see it right now. Um, I brought some purple kale. Oh, nice, nice, amazing. Um, I've, I've never had purple kale before, but I was like, you know what? If I'm going to grow something, I want to grow something more exotic looking than um, something that looks like a leaf. <laughs> I want it purple. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Prince Prince food. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like in, in the past um me uh myself i have grown things like chilies um and peppers and stuff like that and um also my sister um who lives with me um also grow, grows bits and pieces in the garden so she's tried doing like lettuces and cucumbers and stuff like that and it's just just very hit and miss of what does grow and what doesn't in our kind of climate because obviously in the winter you're getting a lot of rain, you're getting a lot of snow, it's very cold, and it's not the best growing conditions for some foods, and for other foods, it's great. And it's just kind of working what can kind of, what's the best option that I can do at this time? Well, we'll have to keep an eye out on Instagram to see how your purple rain, I mean, the purple kale is going. Yeah. 
I, I, I think that like, I didn't. I, I see. I would have. I brought it about four or five weeks ago, and that's because obviously last year when we went into like a pandemic in February or March, it was boiling hot. So I was like, oh, I'm assuming we're going to have the same weather. So I brought I brought it kind of going four or five weeks ago, and it's been raining ever since. <laughs> oh, right. Well, we're going to hold you to account now. We need purple rain, purple kale. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just hoping that the weather is going to stay good for it because I. It's just kind of having that heat, having the water, it's going to be great. So I will, I will keep you updated whether my kale grows and how it tastes. Yeah, definitely. Well, this is going to be my first, my first, uh, my first try at growing kale. Well, it's used upon, but we're rooting for you. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> and so, what changes would you want to see in the world when it comes to sort of food, food waste? I'd like to right. The one thing that annoys me first, and I'd like I'd like this this to not be a thing in general, and this is to do with obviously the packaging around food, the packaging around vegetables. You do not need a bag around a packet of bananas. They have their own packaging. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> they have their own packaging. Stop putting them in bags. Like that, that, that's my that's my main thing that just aggravates me. Um, like the things like like broccoli and bit like you right, but. For all, like for one, you don't need that packaging around it. Like once you've got rid of that, you you've got rid of a root cause or something else. So that is one change I would like to see in the future is that the fact that people need to realise that you don't need um, you don't need these ridiculous packages, packaging around things that already have their own unique and pre-packaged um, naturally grown food. Um, but also, I'd like to see a change in the way people's perception on food. Like, like I will happily go out and get like, you know, you know the food that it says it's going to go out of date, but it still looks fine. Stop oh, wasting out of date food. Stop. It's like there's just because it has a kind of best before date does not mean at the stroke of midnight on that day it's going to run out. It's going to die. Like, just eat it. Like, <laughs> literally, just eat it. Like, there's things like people will throw away things like. Uh, if you get like you know like a pack of chilies in like a jar or something or gherkins they'll be like oh it's got like a like, once you open you have to eat within five days you don't you, <laughs> like, you can eat it for as long as it's good for like, but kind of eat like just kind of stop like I just want to see people's perceptions change on food because people waste it with no thought on it like, people don't think about wastage they don't see where it's going so they don't think about it they just know it goes in the bin and then it kind of goes into a like dustbin, a, a dustbin car or something, and gets taken off somewhere else. But don't see the obviously impact it has later on down the line. So I'd like to see people kind of have a realization of what that, what what um if, what what they do will have a impact or a result later on down the line, and it's not great. I'd also like to see people just kind of realize that stop buying too much for your household for that week. Because otherwise, you're getting so much more waste, and it, it, it's it's literally getting it's getting thrown away for no apparent reason. You've brought too much for what you can actually handle, and then you're just going to throw away for one. You wasted money. Two, that that's been grown for a purpose, and that purpose hasn't been hasn't been accomplished. Like a broccoli is obviously grown to eat. If you don't eat it, then it's just going to go into waste. There was no point where I had broccoli, and it's just kind of. Even kind of using those kind of, um, you know, the apps 
um like good to go and is it and um oh what's the other one called oh yeah yeah like stop stop like I, I i don't like the fact that people feel it's weird to take food of somebody like like just around the corner to you it's people people this is this one thing people have like this perception that obviously if it's gone to someone's house it's no good anymore obviously then they're giving it away because it's no good anymore no, it's just maybe they just haven't kind of had a use for it so they're just now giving it away but people find that weird that we can just go and pick something up from someone else's house and it's it's just it's a weird perception and i think we just need to kind of come together as a community and realize that we need to figure out a more sustainable life it's really true and I think you know sort of what you speak to almost ties in with what you were saying at the beginning around um, that people don't see how their food is made they don't see sort of um, you know you don't set, tend to see sort of how animals are kept and slaughtered um, you know so that disconnect allows people to eat meat and I think the same sort of thing like the same parallel and what you're saying about food waste is people don't see what happens to food you know after it's left their bins um you know so they become completely disconnected to um food waste and i think you know and again i think even with the food sharing people might not um always know why somebody's giving something away so you know so they sort of um attach a meaning or a story to it that may not be true you know like i remember when i um turned vegan i suddenly had sort of food wasn't eating you know when I distributed loads of it on Olio and you know and I guess to somebody that doesn't know you they can make all sort of assumptions as to why I'm giving it yeah I I actually get that like but for, for one like I picked up things in the past and like you know like a giant pack of like let's say lentils or something um and I, I made a couple of like something like not not is for instance a lentil like once you realize you don't like something, you don't want to waste the rest of the bag. Let's say you've got a kilogram bag and you've used the tiniest bit of it. Like, there's no reason to waste it. Like, give it away. But people assume that because you're giving us away something, it is that there's something wrong with it. And it's just, it's just misconceptions. But, yeah. and, oh, go on. Oh, well, no, it really is misconceptions. About you were saying about you know sort of best before dates a lot of those are misconceptions you know there's a difference between a best before and a use by date and and even sort of earlier today when I was looking on Olio I saw somebody um I think it might have been a bag of flour um that they listed and they said something along the lines of um sort of well out of date the year and I and I just sort of thought what do you mean by well out of date because actually there's a difference between date and a use by date so you know so presumably you're saying it's past its best before date but I think when you when you sort of make, say phrases like um well past it well out of date people sort of assume right it's past a use by date that's dangerous it's unsafe you know so I think um the sort of language around food is also important you know because the best before day is just really referring to the food quality you know so it's nothing to do with food safety yeah there's absolutely yeah and like the used by date like although it does obviously like go into some kind of food safety standards if you eat it afterwards like if it's still all right 
I'm assuming he probably still ate it. I assume. Like, I'm not too sure if that's actual, actual truth to that. But I, I still do. Well, well, and I think, you know, there were so many things to take into account, isn't there? You know, like you said, sort of use by date does refer to food safety. But, you know, there's lots of things that you can do to extend food's life, you know, such as freeze it or batch cook it. And, um, you know, and I think also, you know, judgment has to come into play as well, you know, because food will often have a way of letting us know when yeah. it's unsafe to eat by sort of sight, smell, um like you said, something doesn't suddenly go off because you, you know, because it says eat within five days and you're doing it on day six or, you <laughs> yeah. know, the, the use by the 23rd and now on the 24th. You know, it, it, I mean, food just doesn't operate in that sort of what time scale. Yeah, no, not at all. Like, it, like it's, it's not kind of like at the stroke of midnight, I'm actually going to go off, I'm going to die now. That's not how food, <laughs> that, that's not, that's not how food is. Like, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of like Cinderella at the ball if you're not found back by this time. And it, 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 does, it does aggravate me because the thing is, like, I will, like, unless it smells bad or looks bad, <laughs> there's a good chance it's still going in my mouth. <laughs> like and I, uh, <laughs> like and, yeah, unless it, it unless it's starting to rot in front of me or it's got an odor about it i'm still i'm still gonna use it i used a, I used a leak i used a leak the other day and it like half of it looked a bit rotten i was like the other half still looks good though <laughs> <laughs> so I just chopped, <laughs> chopped that bit off that looks mouldy. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna carry on." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I feel like the tagline of this podcast episode needs to be: "If it looks all right, it smells all right, it's going in my mouth." <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely different show. <laughs> 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 that, that's, your, that's for your after dark show, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, that's for plant based for eighteen plus. You know. <laughs> There's probably an audience for it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always yeah. is. There always is. But it's, it sounds like sort of ultimately what you want is people to sort of be more connected with their food in one way or another. Yeah, no, that that's really it. Like, people need to be more connected with everything about that food. From eat, like even like people eating meat, like, you need to be connected to where it comes from because people it is there. There is a disconnect. People don't realize, especially like, like your young children and stuff like that. They have no idea where it's coming from. They have no idea that the impact. And to be fair, if you ask a child if they want to be friends with that pig that you see in the field, there's a good chance they wanted to say yes. They probably won't want to eat it. Um, so there's that kind of disconnect about how food happens and how it's created and then there's this disconnect about what really happens after you put things in the bin like it's just people just need to start making these connections or there should be people advising what's going on um or kind of showing the impact of what happens if you do this and i know there's there's there is documentaries and things about this but they're not put into the limelight as much as they should be well, I guess lastly, have you got any tips then for sort of people that want to adopt more of a plant-based um, sort of vegan diet? Have you got any sort of tips in making that transition? Oh, absolutely. Like basically for me, as I would say to many of my clients also that are looking to go on a 
obviously on a plant-based uh, plant-based lifestyle vegan lifestyle um as much as i'd love you to do it overnight you need to take your time to make sure you're you're the most comfortable with it of how you are swap things with swap food around so for instance if you're making a um a chili um maybe swap the mints put something else in it put some black beans and some lentils in it it will still give the same kind of taste all the, all the, the thing is you, you're just you're adding the same spices so nothing's really changing it's only a texture of the mints and you can replace them with lentils um so just kind of small swaps until you're comfortable to replace that meal completely and then keep doing this over and over and over, over and again over weeks and weeks and weeks and then by the time it gets to like you know week six seven there's no need for you to be eating a, a meaty diet you just need to take things slowly. Obviously, you can go as fast as you want to go. But if you take your time, instead of jumping straight into it overnight, there's a good chance that you will stay with it. And where's the best place for people to find you? For me, I am predominantly on Instagram. So I am under Yumfu. Uh, actually, I think it's yumfu.life. Uh, the main <laughs> domain name was taken for Yumfu already. <laughs> no, no, no way, there's another Yumfu. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, too, not too sure who they are. Also, they haven't used their account since 2012. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was the So I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I was on Yumfu Live. Um, I'm also on Facebook under. Also, I think I'm under Young Food Life there as well, but somebody already had Young Food there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, now on fa- Facebook and Instagram is Young Food or my website, which is www.youngfoodlife. Oh, amazing. Well, I'll put all the links to that in the um, show notes. Absolutely lovely talking to you. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me on. Oh, pleasure. Take care, Callum. You too. Oh, that was great. All right, Raiders, hope you enjoyed that. Callum really did get me thinking about being purposeful with food. So thinking about what you're eating, how you're using it, making use of it. If you enjoyed that episode, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, share. I hear that it makes all the difference. So until next week, Raiders, take care. Bye.